Watching at home, DCK Productions proudly brings to you the greatest podcast in the world. Oh, the greatest podcast in the world? Suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. I appreciate it if you both suck it. Suck it. We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome, everybody, to Socket. I am the great and powerful king of kings, prince of all. That is awesome. Derek, how the fuck is everybody tonight? It is a Tuesday, and the week started off great yesterday with Rocky Kramer. He put on a fantastic performance last night kick some ass um today we're keeping it rolling um we have uh two special guests tonight um who were so graciously ugh, can't we talk who so graciously stepped in um due to a uh a, a you know a rescheduling issue um due to my tonight's guest that was supposed to be here um so you know they are I, I am in their debt of gratitude there. Um, but, you know, we'll get to them in a minute here. Um, tomorrow, again, like I told you guys yesterday, we've got the band Revolution coming on, getting ready to put on, you know, a nice little show for you then, too. Um, and then the rest of the week is stacked. And then next week, we really start kicking off with the uh, summer concert series with three unsigned local acts that are going to come on here to try to impress the 20,000 listeners of you guys. So they're stoked. They've been texting me every day and they're just pumping it out, pumping it out. I've done so many sound checks just to make sure that everything sounds great on my end to make sure that you guys get the best experience on your end. Um, so trust me when I say, you know, that graphic that I put up yesterday and I'll put it up again today um, is ready to go. And we're just going to kick some ass, but without further ado, and my guests tonight first he is a pr mastermind an actor um an entertainer just an overall wonderful man in jimmy star and then we have publicist journalist overall just amazing lady eileen shapiro coming on so without further ado i will bring both of on right now and we'll have some fun so welcome to the show jimmy and eileen Hey, what's up? Hey, Hi. What's going on? Suck it. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> Suck it. 
You gotta like love it. I love the name of this whole thing. Hey, Eileen, how you doing? I was wondering what he was talking. <laughs> you got to speak up. <laughs> well, well, if you don't know, so the the whole idea of the suck it name was this. So when I first started this show, it was mental health based. Okay, which it still is because we still talk about it all the time. But it, that was like the core thing that was that was all mental health stuff. And then, you know, it evolved into the other show and to what it is now. But I thought when, you know, when my co-host left at the time, I'm going to change the name. And one of the things that has always bothered me about my mental health is whenever somebody tells me, oh, don't worry, you're not really depressed. Just suck it up. So now I took I said, well, OK, fine. You want to tell me to suck it up? I'm going to tell you to suck it because so that's kind of how it, where it came from. I love it. Oh, I had a whole different view. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's actually where it came from. Um, the whole idea is just to, to tell people who tell you to suck it up to suck it. That's it. I like love it. it. I love it. So um, for those of you um, who don't know you, um, Jimmy, why don't you tell everybody on my end who you are and what you do? Because there's a lot to you. Yeah, I'm a busy motherfucker. All right, so uh, my name is Jimmy Starr, and I host the Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell. And uh, Ron Russell's my husband, and we're the number one web television slash radio show in the world. Um, I'm also the fifth most influential radio personality to follow in social media. And with Eileen, we have a company called World Star PR, and we're one of the best, well, I think we are the best, uh, entertainment publicists uh, in the world. Um, we rock and roll, and Eileen is fabulous. And uh, so we like kick ass with that. And we work with actors and musicians and authors and filmmakers and basically anybody who's pretty much somehow associated with entertainment. And uh, I also produce films, and I'm an actor. And I used to be a celebrity clothing designer, but I don't do that anymore at the moment. Um, but basically, anything that's entertainment oriented, uh, if it's entertainment oriented, I do it. Um, well, I have two things I want to say. Number one, you do have the current, you know, number one TV, you know, internet TV show on the internet right now. You currently, yes, but not for long. Okay, because Derek's coming for you. I'm. I hey, I, <laughs> uh, so like go for it. And I, I, you know what? The world is big enough for all of us to be. It, it is. I'm just messing with you. Yeah, um, and, each other and then we would grow. We could all be like really big. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, and then number two, um, I do need to thank you and Eileen for this past, well, this current week and last week's guests. Um, you guys are the ones that have booked everything for these last two weeks. So thank you very much. Um, it's, been a, it's been a great, great set of conversations. Um, and the guys that you've just had on have just been phenomenal. Um, and, you know, that I, what I love about them is that the fact that they're willing to come to, on my side of the, you know, interview stream, which is not the typical, hey, you know, oh, you have a new album coming out or, hey, you have this doing this or, hey, I don't do that. And everyone that was part of those interviews were like, that's fine. I don't want to be a typical interview. Let's have some fun. And, and they were just fantastic. So thank you very much for um, those guests. It's our pleasure. Um, so. Eileen, tell us a little bit more about you because you've got a little bit of um other than just the uh, the PR stuff, you're also a journalist and have written for over forty different magazines, uh, interviewed countless, countless, countless celebrities. So why don't you talk about that? I'm Jimmy's assistant. <laughs> <laughs> He's I am the a journalist. King with the fucking whip. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so. I write for 
I think about 70 now, actually, Jimmy. How many yeah. do we write for? About 70. We write for a lot. Um, wow. internet. Oh, wait. We just lost your vocals. Yep. Really? Yeah, oh, there you are. You're back. You're back. Am I back? Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. So I have interviewed some of the greatest people on the planet. Um, everyone from Diana Ross to Annie Lennox to Adamant to Jimmy Starr. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I've been doing that, you know, for a while, for a while. And then Jimmy and I kind of connected. I was kind of on his show because Not I wrote a book. And uh, we became friends. And we had more connection than anyone else in the world. So we now have a PR company together. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. How exactly did you two hook up? So I guess that answers that question. There you go. Um, Sorry. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> the thing is, like, with my show, um, I, don't, I don't have a script in front of me. I base everything that I ask next off of what you just said. We do so, that. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like, I like living on the fly. I, I don't like... You know, I'll look through things and I'll get a couple of ideas, but other than that, it's it's conversational because um, that's just how I like it. That's um, how Jimmy and I do our interviews. That's perfect. Yeah. Um. So you know how, so Jimmy, you've done a lot of stuff. I mean, you were in a lot of different movies, a lot of different TV shows. Um, you've been in a couple different Marvel Marvel movies. I mean, you've done a lot. Um, I have so, my. Marvel Wiki page. If you like, go to Marvel Wikipedia. I have my own page, which I think I, is so much fun. I saw um, that because you've had a lot of uh, uncredited uh, parts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, like, I'm like Joe Extra, but it doesn't matter. I just I only reason I'm in all those things is so I can like meet people, so I can network and get clients for the PR company, or get people to work on films I'm working on. Or it's all networking because networking is the name of the game. Gotcha. So that was going to be my question. So, I mean, with all the things that you've done, you know, why are you in PR? Um, but I guess you that's thats that question. You guys are really good about reading what I'm going to say and then answering it before I say it. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, though. PR, you make money. You know, when you're an extra, you make $100 a day. Like, you can't live on it. You do it once a yeah. month or something. You know, you can't, like, live on it. Whereas PR, you know, people, people – everybody needs – there's a person on the planet, no matter what business you're in, that doesn't need PR. So PR yeah. is like a, the never-ending thing. There's always new clients coming in. Everybody needs to be promoted. And now with COVID and the fact that everybody's at home and everything, they need PR more than ever, you know, to, to not get lost in the crowd. And so it works yeah. out really good for us that way. And we have a cool story about how we met because okay. after we met and we came on the show, we went on a ghost hunt. And it was Eileen. It was Eileen and Ricky Rebel, who was a pop star, and Kadrosha Onokarol, who was the queen of the paranormal, and Ron and I. And we went to a psychiatric place and like an abandoned psychiatric asylum in New York and crawled through the windows and, and did the whole thing. Uh, and we had a blast. Hey, stop it, you guys. My dogs are fighting. <laughs> and so anyway, we all met through the same, through the same publicist. And... Uh, and she hooked us all up, and that's how we formed World Star PR because all those people got charged to come on my show and for Eileen to interview them, and we never made a dime. And so we were talking, and, and Eileen says, do a lot of publicists you know, contact you to get help? And I said, all the time. And she said, me too. She said, you ever make any money doing it? And I said, no. And she said, me neither. She said, we need to make our own company, make it affordable, and 
and do it. And we, and three days later, we came up with the name World Star PR. And a week later, we had 10 clients. And then we've just always gone forward. And on top of that, we came up with our own comic book from that event that just came out. It's called Celebrity Ghost Hunters. And Ricky Rebel is not in it because because we we crowdfunded to get it. So the person who paid the most money got to be the other star of the, the comic book. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really a cool idea. I like that. That's really neat. So well, how we, many... Um, how many clients do you have right now? You know, it changes all the time. Um, I don't even know, 20-something? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know the exact number. It changes all the time. We just like if they – you know what? We, uh, we're we very different than other PR firms because we don't make people sign contracts. So we have uh, – our clients always come back. You know, when we first started, it's been almost three years. You know, and the same clients that we had then, when they have a new project, they everybody always comes back. Because um, we let and them. Some work. people have stayed with us for years. Yeah, we have some people even, that have never left. They didn't have anything to promote. Yeah, they just yeah. keep on retainer. You know, for every time they need press. And the cool thing about it is that we become friends with most of our clients. Yes. And and um, we we have like lifelong relationships and friendships with them, which is really cool. So. Um, a lot of people know, but a lot of people don't know. A lot of people just think, you know, PR people are, you know, oh, we, you know, I, I got myself into trouble. I'm going to call my PR rep to, you know, calm everything down. Uh, what, what exactly does all it entail as being a PR agent? Go ahead, Eileen. You want to tell me? Want me to? Well, I don't. You can, you can do it. Go for it. It entails all kinds of things because, like. Like th that's troubleshooting, you know, and, and that's really like happens some of the time, but that only happens most of the time with the really big people that get enough trouble to do it. But most of the time, what PR entails is basically like keeping your name out there and making people aware of who you are. You know, let's say you're a band and you want to get a job, a gig. Well, not right now during coronavirus, but like, let's say you're trying to get an opening slot for, uh, to open for Guns N' Roses, or you're trying to, get booked in a place people will look up you they're going to first thing they're going to do any uh, if you own a venue they're going to google you they're going to see do you have a social media following are people writing about you are people talking about you and if they they have two bands and one of them's got press all over the place and the other one has nothing the person with the press is the one who's going to get hired so basically it's a way to keep to build your resume to help you further your career and get further. And it doesn't matter whether you're an actor, a film director, whatever it is, everybody's going to Google you. And when they Google you and see what you've got going on, you know, that's how they're going to determine who gets the spot. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely, <coughs> excuse me. I was choking there for a second. Um, so yeah. Cause a lot of people don't understand, you know, why they need a PR person, why they need an agent, why they need a manager, you know, all these different things that they have. But, you know, before you can even have the agent and the manager, you need to have the press because you need to have that. You need to have people talking about you in order to be able to even get an agent. Cause it's not like you just walk into a place and say, I'm hiring, you No, they come to you and say, we'll rebring you on. And a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, so that's kind of where you, that's where you guys come in. Yeah, that's where we come in. And, and we're, we're kind of lucky because, good. because we, we do the press ourselves. A lot of the times we can kind of sway the people and the articles into what we know that they're promoting at the time. Whereas, you know, if they're just getting interviews from random people, it doesn't always happen. So we can focus on, on pretty much what they want to promote and pretty much what they're about. And we kind of go that little extra mile and we, we give them more press <laughs> than they've ever expected. 
It helps a lot when you write for between, I don't know, 50 or 60 or 70 publications. You know, it's a lot different because you don't have to pitch the story. You can you can just write it and you can get it published, whereas another press agent would have to pitch to the same publications that we write for. We don't have to. We can just yep. write it and get it done. And that's basically what an advantage we have over anybody else. And that just happens. You know, the reason that we have that opportunity is because, number one, Eileen's a New York Times bestselling author. And number two, I'm a, like a huge in social media. So we both have big credentials that got us indoors that other people can't get into. So what did you guys do prior to um, the PR stuff? Jimmy did a show. I yep. did my show, and I was a celebrity clothing designer. Right. And I was pretty much a journalist. Um, I, Everyone say hi I to Sherry, to by the way. I don't know how to get in the chat. I see Twism is in there and Sherry's in there, but I don't know how to actually chat. <laughs> I don't either, but they keep they keep texting us. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I can see them in the chat right now. Um, but hi, by the Sherry. way, Sherry, Sherry was amazing, by the way. I absolutely fell in love with her. Everybody falls in love with her, <laughs> and she deserves it too. She's amazing. She really you is. Know, we are so lucky because we have the best clients on the planet. We really do, and not not just because they're our clients, but they are the best on the planet. Yeah, they really are. Every single one of them has something about them that's like overly endearing, or or overly exciting, or or. You just like we just love our clients. We really yeah. do like from our heart. <laughs> One of the things that I enjoyed last week and how you guys did it, I don't know if it was on purpose or if it was just coincidence. But when yeah. you guys booked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday last week, um with uh you know Johnny and with uh Howard and then uh finally um uh Scott on Wednesday, you know the you know, take the music and take the entertainment aspect out of those two guys. And all of a sudden it was like, we we're just having business talk and just talking about business and you know, where, where to go and how to get things done and blah, 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 blah. And let me tell you what those, those three hours that I had those three guys on my show. Unbelievable. I learned so much and it was just, it was, it was just a lesson for me. I just sat back and listened. I mean, with Howard, I barely said two words. Like he just basically talked for an hour and a half and I just sat wow, back and just, <laughs> just, I just sat back and absorbed it. I mean, there was so many good, I got to talk to him for two days. Um, yeah. he is awesome. Um, but then with, uh, Johnny and, uh, with Scott, I mean, I just, like I said, I, I learned so much and I'm taking a lot of different things and now it's like, you know what? Um, what else, you know, what else can I do? How can else can I grow my brand? And they really gave me a lot of ideas. So like I'm in the process right now of, so I opened, I started another show on Monday, um, at noon, strictly just for mental health. Um, it's one hour show once a week. So I'm doing that. And then now I'm also in the process of developing a game show as well. So now it's like, okay, now I'm going to have all these different things that we're going to be doing, you know, to help build my brand and, you know, just all these other things I'm doing wouldn't have come unless I, you know, unless you guys didn't hook those up. So I, again, I cannot thank you enough. You're welcome. <laughs> and we thank you as well, because we love, we love for our clients and our friends to really kind of rise above the noise and, and be on every show that they can possibly be on. Yeah. And we like, you know, every show is different. And, and you know, we, we really, 
appreciate all you guys and, and that you have our clients on the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I I try to be as different as possible. I try to make sure that I, I don't talk about the same things over and over again. I don't ask the same questions over and over again. I try to be as unique as possible because, you know, with my style of interviewing, I've been told, you know, oh, you're just copying Howard Stern. Oh, you're just, you know, you're just copying Rogan. No, I'm not. I'm just being me. And it's 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 nice to where I, you know, I, I get those compliments kind of. But at the same time, it's like, no, let me be me and just let me do my own thing. And so with uh, with these guests, I I try to get more than just, hey, this is what you're this is what you're promoting. What else is going on with you? And I try to make sure that I, I engage in that conversation and get really to know the person. And that's my whole goal. That's a great goal. What would you like to know about us? <laughs> We're an open book. Okay. So one of my favorite questions that I, I like to ask, and you don't have to give me a specifics on it. So it's this is for you, Eileen. Okay. Um, being a journalist for as long as you have, everyone has had a um, you just called Tom you Cruise moment. <laughs> um everyone has had that tom cruise moment um and we all know what i'm talking about so have you had that and what you know what was that experience like for you and if you want to tell me who the you know the 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 talent was that's fine too well the whole yeah no i I kind of wrote a book on it It's available Thursday worldwide. So I wanted to answer. Oh, do I was a promotion whore? (laughs) Jimmy is a promotion whore, but I love him. (laughs) So I wanted to write a. I wanted to interview Anna Mann, and I I really wanted to interview Anna Mann. And everything I did, every person that I interviewed was one step further. The more famous they were, the more I loved it. Diana Ross and 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 Annie Lennox and uh, Emma Stone. Each time I got closer and closer and closer to where I thought Adam Ant would allow me to actually interview him. And after six years, he finally did. So that was my moment. That was my Tom Cruise moment. Only it was called Adam Ant. And it was such a, a great moment that I actually wrote a book about it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's I pretty want to awesome. Add to her story. Okay. Eileen, okay. Eileen is a music. She like, I feel like mention anybody in the music industry, she knows who they are. But Eileen doesn't know who anybody is if they're a movie star. She calls me up and she's like, they want me to interview Emma Stone. Is she somebody? They want me to interview Steve Carell. Is that somebody? They want me to interview Kevin Hart. Is that somebody? She doesn't even have any idea who the people no are. No idea. At all. You know, they win Academy Awards and she has no idea who the hell they are. And then she like goes and interviews them. <laughs> That's actually true. I had to interview Emma Stone and I called Jimmy. I'm like, is that worth going into the city for two hours for? Oh, hell Yeah. <laughs> Next time you go to interview her, take my number with you. <laughs> well, I kind of know who she is now. Now, yeah. but then she didn't. But she had already had an Academy Award. But no, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, she was. Like I said, I mean, just I'll just randomly give my number. I don't care. You know, my wife won't mind. <laughs> um, so it, it's actually funny how this whole thing came together. So I got the email last night from Eileen, you know, talking about what happened with Sue, which 
you know, my condolences out to her and her, her friends. Um, but then she's like, you know, if you want to have me on or Jimmy on, I'm the funnier one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm laying in my bed. It's like one o'clock in the morning. I'm editing last night's episode and get ready to put it up online. I'm just bust out laughing. My wife's like, what the hell's going on? And I told her, and I'm like, you know what? She goes, just do both. And I'm like, okay, let's see if they'll do both. <laughs> so well, what, hap- what happened is Jimmy said, I'll just tell them you'll go on. So instead of telling you that I'll go on, I offered I offered you either one of us. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm glad I got both of y'all. I, I really am because I mean, now we can just have you know just a little bit of fun and not have to have a typical you know, hey, we're promoting this interview. You know, no, I, we can just have some fun and talk talk shit for an hour. Which I is- love that. I love to talk <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't really love interviews. It's so funny because like Eileen's always asking me, "Have you been on all these shows?" and and I like it when I'm doing the interviewing, but I'm not really as good as the interviewee, you know. So that's why I always like try to put everybody else on first. But, but, um, but it is fun. No, Jim's actually really back. good. Jimmy's well, that's actually really good. He just doesn't really know it yet. Yeah. When well, see, that's what I wanted. That's one of the reasons why I wanted both of y'all. After I thought about it for a second, I'm like, wait a second. So you know, Jimmy has a podcast and he's an interviewer. You know, you're a journalist and you're an interviewer. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, this is my show and I interview. So you know. The the three way dance that we could we could have is is what I was really hoping for, and that's what it seems like so far. So, yeah, and and if you guys want to ask any questions of me, I'm I'm an open book too. So. Okay, bucket list. Who's like if you could interview any one male and one female person? This is why I always ask this uh, for actors who you would ask uh, who would you, would you like to be in a movie with? But for you, I'm gonna do interview wise. What's a male and a female that's uh, on your bucket list that would like totally like get you off if you could like interview them? As far as actors and actresses go, okay. It could be anybody. It doesn't have to be. It could be like fucking – it could be a living or dead person even. You could pick Richard Nixon. Yeah. Like there. Anybody you want. Um, honestly, right now, I think my um, – the number one guy I would want to talk to would be – it would have to be Will Smith. Just because of, you know, he's been through a lot. And I think that would be a really, really great interview because now he's kind of has this, I don't give a fuck attitude. And I think he'd be more open um, instead of giving those politically correct answers all the time. So that's one person. Um, I met him before. (laughs) I actually talked to his personal chef a while back. um, And he he just said he was just, you know, super genuine guy. So. Um, as, as, far, as far as a female goes, that's a tough one. Um, actually, you know who I would really, really want to talk to? Um, her name is slipping my mind too. Um, I don't know who she is. Tell me what she was. I won't. I don't even know. Um, the the female version of Zach Galifianakis. Um, uh, she was on that show with uh, on CBS. Um, crap, Melissa uh, McCarthy. Yeah, thank you. McCarthy. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy is one of, is definitely up ding, there. Ding, ding, I win the prize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Um, she, she would be a good one. I almost had her on my show once. Like I was yeah. getting close, but I didn't get her. But I like yeah. her a lot. Yeah, because she's a chameleon, and I really enjoy watching her. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to have her on. So her and Will Smith, I say, would right now are, are at the top of my, you know, but that could change tomorrow. So Derek, if you could have me ask you any question on the planet, 
What question would you want me to ask you? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Um, I guess. Damn, that that's a tricky one. Um, damn it, Eileen. <laughs> All right, uh, Jimmy. I'll, I'll, same for you. Oh, same for me. Let's see who wins the prize. Um, oh, I never even think about that. And I know you asked that question to everybody, but I never actually like think about it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Derek's got to go first. So I would say, I would say it's, it's probably my, <clears throat> where, what my goals are, what I'm trying to accomplish with what I'm doing right now. Derek, what are your goals? Um, honestly, to take this show beyond anything I've ever dreamed, um, and turn it into, Basically, if you take, like I said, I know I said er Rogan and you know Stern earlier, but imagine a Tonight Show version, you know, of Stern and and Rogan mixed together with Jimmy Fallon and you know and that whole concept. So I would love to have an internet show that is just blows people away when they come on every night, and whether it be you know through Roku or through Fire TV or whatever the case might be, and have an in-house band and do things my way do it like have that same type of style multiple guests with a band a comedian that kind of thing but do it differently than anybody else ever has and basically take over that night nighttime slot to where because they watched me at eight o'clock at night they don't need to watch jimmy fallon they don't need to watch kimmel they don't need to watch any of those guys i want to come in and i want to steal their spotlight jimmy your turn i don't even really like no but i have a comment about that one watch those shows on a Thursday after my show on Wednesday, because they all steal Ron's shit. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> they all steal Ron's shit. I have friends all the time who watch the show, and then they'll come to me and say, gee, you know, like they just talked about all the same shit that you guys did on your show the day before. You know, so everybody like jacks my shit. And I guess because we're politically incorrect, we can't get on mainstream TV because, you know, we don't have a filter. So, yeah, me neither. Not necessarily me, but. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have a filter on our show and that's why I think they're like afraid because we're like a loaded gun and we never know where it goes. And as far as like what question would I want somebody to ask, I don't even like know. I, I always get asked everything. I got, I got one that you want to ask. Okay, what is it? Why won't Molly Ringwald give you the time of day? I know that bitch. <laughs> on my bucket list, my bucket list, my, my A number one bucket list is Charlize Theron. Cause she's my favorite. Um, but my, my, but my second bucket list of a person that I've been trying to get on my show for six years is Molly Ringwald. I love Molly Ringwald. If you're a child of the eighties, you can't not love Molly Ringwald. And she just blows me off like all the time. And it, it's so disappointing because I like her so much, but then she doesn't come on my show. And I'm like that fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, if anyone out there listening knows her, or a connection to her. Yeah, I need to get to Molly Because, like, I've contacted her. I mean, and I've had people that are way bigger than her. It's not that she's, like, such a huge celebrity. It's just, like, I started my show uh, as a tribute to the all the people I loved growing up in the 80s. You know, so I, every, I had every horror movie star and everything. And Molly Ringwald was just a huge influence on everything that I like. Um, and so the fact that she doesn't come on my show just freaks me out. But but if I had a choice between Molly Ringwald and Charlize Theron, I'll take Charlize Theron. Yeah. 
And I would have liked Luke Perry. I'm a big Beverly Hills 90210 fan. So, yeah. like, Shannon Doherty I've met, Jenny Garth I've met. Like, any of those people, I would love all of them, too. Brian Austin Green, Eileen and I met at NAMM. Yeah. Well, Luke Perry would have been a good one for me, too, because um, – Either I can't remember if it was during 90210 or right after 90210. He did a movie um, that was just fantastic called Eight Seconds, and um, yeah. and I, I just fell in love with his work at that point. I was never a 90210 guy, but I mean that movie he did such a phenomenal job with, and I would have loved to just sit down and have a chat with him about that. Especially now, you know, knowing what his son does um, and the legacy that he's now building for himself is ridiculous. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, his son's a pro wrestler. I mean, who would have thought that would have happened? Um, <laughs> you know, and it's it's just it's just it's it's an interesting story that I would have loved to be able to talk about. I would too, and I would actually like two weeks ago I got asked to produce a, a western movie, um, and the guy who uh, one of the guys that's involved was one of the guys who did Eight Seconds, who did that movie Eight Seconds, and so but I just turned it down because I've just got too many things on my plate. Yeah. Um, who else was in that movie? I think it was, wasn't it William Baldwin or Billy Baldwin or one of the Baldwins, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not sure actually. I can't remember. Yeah. It's been I'm a while since I've seen it. The whole, like Western thing for some reason that's like not, doesn't really like float my boat. Yeah. I only liked, uh, I used to like that one show though, Deadwood, but I only liked that because of, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Ian McShane. Mm -hmm. Cause he always run around in all those like long underwears where you could see his balls and shit. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i guess right now though i mean as far as like guests that i would want to have on i'm kind of on a musical kick um that's been my thing um i've been trying to on my own and i'm not being very successful at it so that's why you know i have pr people now <laughs> i'm trying to get uh um some of these bands that i really want to talk to um so it's like that that's my thing right now is like some of these bands well, I, I have to we can help you what band um, well, th the first band I want to, I would love to talk to is actually my favorite band right now. And they're actually on this, my head thing right now is a band called ice nine kills. Um, they put out an album about two years ago now, um, that simply blew me away. It's 12 songs, but it's a concept album that literally is a, each movie is a horror movie. So they write, they wrote a song about like a literally as many horror movies as they possibly can. Um, it starts off with um, Nightmare on Elm Street and it goes to Friday the 13th and then it goes to Saw. Then it goes to, you know, um, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Jaws and all these. I mean, you know, they even went as far as to do The Crow, which is more of like a, you know, dark, you know, cinematic type thing. But this this album just is just redonkulous. And I would love to get them on. Um, another band out of a uh, uh, Texas, a band called Nothing More. Um, I would love to get on because the lead singer Johnny Hawkins, his sister Jenna, um, was a has you know, severe depression and other things like that. Went through a really hard time uh, a while back, and they wrote a song about it called Jenny. And I would love to be able to talk to him about it because he's actually, um, you know, one of the biggest influences as far as like mental health goes, stuff goes. And he's out there talking about it all the time. And the last tour that I that they did, which was last March, April, they actually uh, teamed up with a um, mental health organization called To Write Love in Her Arms. And the whole entire 
thing, you know, the profits went to that, that um, organization. So I really love that guy. And I would just love to be able to sit down and chat with him. You're like old Eileen. I bet you never heard of any of those bands, right, Eileen? Never. Did yeah. you? Uh uh, no, I never heard of any of them either. But but ask Eileen who she wants. She wants Billy Idol. If anybody knows Billy Idol, Eileen's met him, but she has not interviewed him. She's even had his tongue down her throat, but she still didn't get to interview him. So That's she really true. needs to like interview Billy Idol. Yeah, Billy Idol would be a cool one too. Yeah. Holy. Absolutely. Love that shit. And like so you listen to rock. Like you like you're like a rock guy. I am a hardcore rock guy. I have been since the eighties. Do you listen to any hip hop at all? Um, very little. Um, I listen to some nineties hip hop, but I'm not a fan of hip hop today. Okay. Well, I just want to give a shout out since he's in the chat room, Twism white piece. He's like a white hip hop rapper who did the Jimmy star. So Jimmy and Ron song, we love him to death. And he's like an up and coming badass hip hop guy. So everybody look up Twism white piece and listen to his music. Cause he's got a new album coming out. And, uh, and he's, and, he has, and he has 20 kids. Yeah. And he's about to have his sixth, I think. Yeah. Anyway, and he, he's, he's a great, great guy. He's a lot of fun. And I do like hip hop, but I don't like the hip hop now. I like hip hop. I like, you know, Big Daddy Kane and like, I don't know, like Ice T. And I like all the stuff from like my generation more yeah. than like now. Even though I do like that, this one guy, this white guy, and I forgot his name. Uh, but he's in my Facebook feed whenever I'm watching all the videos of crazy shit going on in the world on Facebook. Tom, uh, I forgot his name. I have to look it up. He's really cool. He's, he's, uh, uh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. But anyway, he's a really cool one. And I think people don't like him because he's like probably doing better than all of them uh, do. And I can't think of his name, but I'll think of it and interrupt you in one a minute. One of our clients just came out with a great hip hop song. Um, he's Jason He's actually goth, and he mixed goth with hip hop. And he did it with Grandmaster Mel Mel. Uh, I yeah. get him on my show. Oh, <laughs> well, Eileen's oh, friends with Grandmaster he's Mel. Gonna Mel. Be scheduled next week. Trust me. Oh, Eileen, bring him on. I gotta talk to him. That's gonna be a great conversation. And if you want to, um, I'll I'll talk. I mean, I'll talk to rap guys. I've talked to many, 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 many rap guys. Because the thing about it is. Yes, I'm a hardcore rock guy. I love jamming out, you know, to to whatever as far as rock goes. But when it comes to talking to rap, I love to just talk music in general. And you know that that feeling that they get when when they're on stage cuz I remember when I was 18, 19 years old being up on stage in front of 10,000 people playing a guitar, there was nothing better in the world. Or when I was, you know, in my 20s and early 30s as a professional wrestler, you know, being in front of a, a crowd of a 2,000 people, nothing better in the world. And those feelings that you get when you're in front of a crowd is just second to none. Um, and that's right. I get that now when as a stand-up. But it's, you know, it, just to talk music and talk that whole, you know, that whole pleasing people and being there to make someone's day better. I love having those types of conversations with the people. So, I, like I said, I, I will never say no to a guest because everybody has a story to tell and I want to hear it. I would usually never say no to an interview because everyone has a story to tell. Yeah, everyone does. And if they if they're shy about it, I'll get it out of them. <laughs> oh, I get stuff out of people that you would not believe. Yeah. So Oh my god, so what was it? 2 weeks ago. 2 weeks ago, 2 and a half weeks ago, I had a guy on who was a director of an, of a new movie that's coming out under in October. That's actually about Donald Trump. Um, and what 
a fictitious movie about Donald Trump and how, you know, Donald Trump is going to be the savior of the world and blah, 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 blah. And the guy throughout the entire interview kept saying, um, yes, Don, I used to be a professional wrestler for 15 years before I broke my neck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so throughout the entire interview and even throughout the, through the process of it all, I couldn't figure out if this guy was for or against Trump or if he was just a troll doing a movie just for the sake of doing a movie. And, and he was really coy about when I started asking those types of questions. So I started asking personal questions because he used to be a cop. And when I started getting him open up about being a cop and then I compared to the stuff that he was saying about the cop to stuff that was going on in the movie, which is like vigilanteism and Trump trying to, you know, end all crime. And this is a really crazy concept. But as soon as I started making the comparison, I got the guy to slip up and open up and basically say that he's making the movie just to make the movie. And he's a giant troll. And I was like, yes, I got him. Um, Cause he's not, a, apparently now that I realize that he's not a Trump supporter in any which way, shape or form. He was just making a movie just to make a name for himself. And he, he was just picking the most controversial figure he can find. I'm going to make a movie about this guy and I'm not going to tell you how I really feel. So, but then I was able to get it out of him. And I, I think he kind of got upset about it, but I, I got it. <laughs> got what I wanted. <laughs> the other hip hop guy I was talking about, I looked him up. His name is Tom McDonald. He is like the coolest nowadays, like hip hop guy who talks about all the stuff that nobody wants anybody to talk about. Like he's like really cool. And he's like white with like grills and half his head shaved with like long yellow hair and, but he's like an indie. He's not signed to a record label. He does it all himself, and he's got like millions of followers and stuff. He's really cool. So everybody should check him out. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, and that's actually what I'm doing right now too. Is I'm doing a lot of indie promotions uh, with this uh, the summer concert tour I have coming on. So you two actually inspired this whole like whole idea for me. So with this past two weeks, you guys sent me. You guys have sent me three bands. Well, two so far, one tomorrow. Um, and I'm like, you know what? That's when I emailed you, you two, and said, "Hey, can you get them all to perform on the show?" And then once you guys got the, you said, gave me the go ahead with it, I started reaching out to all these local unsigned bands throughout the country, and said, "Hey, I'm doing a concert series. Play for you know, you know, my podcast gets this. You know, I'm going to be live on YouTube or Twitch. I was Twitch at the time, but now I switch over to YouTube. Thanks, Jimmy, by the way, for that suggestion. Um, <laughs> uh, when you said, oh, I mean, moving over to YouTube is way better." Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, but think the real quick off subject. The sad thing about it is, like I was telling you off air, I'm at like eighteen thousand right now, you know, listeners. But the people that listen to a podcast are not the people that watch YouTube. Two totally separate people, and you know, building that audience now is like I'm starting brand new again, um, and it's it's really interesting. I'm finding it very, very, very interesting. But do you put the podcast on other pla platforms also besides YouTube? Yeah. So what I – oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So as soon as I take it off of here, so as soon as we're done, um, thankfully um, StreamYard allows you to download just audio and just yeah. video. So I just download just the audio. I tweak it a little bit, and then I put it out to Spotify, Apple, everywhere. And that's where I get my, my 18,000 listens. But when I'm just streaming and then after the fact, you know, I'm maybe getting 50 to – you know, 40 to 50 watches on YouTube right now. Um, but it's been building and slowly getting better and better and better and better and better. Um, this one but, will get a lot once we start promoting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
well, between you and I, let's pull back the curtain a little bit, break the fourth wall. I need to get, I, I need to get some money coming in, <laughs> and that's the sad thing. Um, that's 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 the part that hurts. Um, is the fact that you know when I reach out to sponsors or when I'm trying to do this or that, hey, I, you know, last week it was you know before I got my new numbers in, I'm like, I'm getting like ten thousand a day, I'm getting fifty thousand a week. What what more do you want? Oh, we'll give you a three hundred dollar deal on a test. Oh, we'll give you a $500 deal on a test. And it's just, and then they never, you know, I meet the numbers and they're like, oh, you know, we're not really sure what we're going to do next. And then I never hear from them again. So it's like, you know what, that you're always going to have to tell you because, like, I get millions of hits and I still have that problem. Yeah. And I'm figuring that out quick. And what I'm, so right now, my goal, again, fourth wall breaking, I have no problem with this, um, is to find one, one brand. And not only, you know, promote them on my show, but like, cause I also, like I said, I'm a stand-up comedian. I also do voiceover work and I do other stuff like that. Um, so to be basically there's, you know, their guy for everything. So promote them on my show and then do everything I can for them as well, you know, and not expect anything more. So just be that one brand partner that we, we help each other with. That's actually what I'm hoping for. No, well, that's a cool, that's a cool thing to try for. One yeah. Thing Reason why I said you should go to YouTube is because it's very cool. I'm not saying Twitch, but Twitch is primarily a gaming Correct. platform. Number one and number two, you're a little bit older. Like if you were 25, I would have said I wouldn't have said come on to YouTube. You know, I would say stay on Twitch because Twitch is basically like a way younger platform, and your audience I think is going to be a little bit. Your audience demographic is probably going to be more like 35 to 50. Um, um, right now, it's um, my. It's 25 to 44 is my highest. Okay. That's, that's where the peak is, 25 to 44. Um, so so I think that that because you don't get a lot of like 35, 40, unless they're gamers, you don't really see them on Twitch. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have StreamYard, and StreamYard, you can, you can go to five platforms at one time. So you could be, right. you could be like putting this out on Twitch. Um, you can put it out on Twitch, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, YouTube and one other platform all at the same time. And yeah, it's that- still going to Twitch right now. It's oh, right now. Cool. I have just going to YouTube and Twitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because then you can do that. Because like we do, I know that my show gets when they they broadcast my show, they do it that way. Yeah. Um, so Derek, and, yeah. Here's a question for you. Like, do you have like like a regular job? Um, no, Dead not anymore. Silence. <laughs> no, I do not. Not anymore. I was actually fired from my job last week. Why? Because of the show. Wow. Is something you said on the show or because you have a show? Uh, both. Okay. Well, wait a minute. What was your job? Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what it was. Um, I'll say what it was, but I won't say who it was with. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. um but it was a it was I was a district sales manager for a, a major company. And they were a Christian based company and they did not like the, um, the things I said or did on the show. Um, and it was, uh, they were hunting me for about three months to try to figure out a way to get rid of me because they tried to originally get rid of me because of the show and legal stepped in and said, no. Um, and then they just sought every way possible to find a way to get rid of me. Um, they were even, they had HR and legal listening to every single one of my episodes every day. Um, trying to find something that I was doing was wrong and they were just stalking, 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 stalking me. And then eventually, um, you know, 
it just they just found something that was hearsay, not even truthful at all, based on something that was completely false, and they took it and ran with it. And now I've been jobless, and now that's why I've been pushing so hard this week to get where I need to be. Therefore, I can continue to support for my family. Absolutely. And those Christians, sometimes, you know, as, as nice as they can be, sometimes they're pretty fucked up, too. Yeah. I saw the story there. Yeah. Well, the, the sad part about it is, is that even if I um, wanted to get a new job, which I don't because I want to I want to prove everybody wrong and showing that I can do this. But the sad thing is, if I want if I was like, OK, I'm going to go out and get another job, I can't. Well, number one, Corona. But then number two, I'm on workers comp right now, still through them. I, I hurt my shoulder three weeks prior, which I think is another reason why they, they got rid of me. So I, I have restrictions on my arm to where I'm not even allowed to drive right now. So no other, no company is going to even hire me right now. So I'm just, if, if this doesn't work out, I don't even know what I'm going to do. And, and again, I'm everything, breaking the fourth wall. Everything happens for a reason. And they probably didn't like the title suck it. Cause they're not like sucking. Cause they don't mean suck it in the same way. They're sucking something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it, it, so I'm like, um, I've been, it wasn't last Friday. It was the week of Friday before, but um, even like last Wednesday, if you guys went back and watched the YouTube video of it, um, after I talked to Scott, I had like a mental breakdown big time. Um, my bipolar kicked my ass that night. And, you know, cause it's, there's so much pressure on me right now, not from my wife or anybody else, you know, cause she has faith in me. She knows I'm able to do it, but it's like, I don't believe in myself as much as I should. And it's like, I put this so much pressure on myself to make this successful and I'm not seeing, I know it's only been two weeks that I've been really, 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 really pushing it, but it's been, I, I, I'm at a point now to where it's make or break time and I can't, I can't fail and it sucks. You know what? Do it. You won't fail. You won't fail because you can't, if that makes any sense to you. Oh, I know I, I can't fail, but cause I, I, I won't let myself fail and I can't, but at the same time, it's like, I just feel like everything is against me. And well, you have to turn that around. You know what you have to do? You have to look at that as like the biggest challenge of your life. And once you get in that kind of challenge mode, you fight and you fight hard. And what are you smoking? I'm vaping, just like you are over there. Young All lady. right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> but the thing is, you know what? Did you ever hear the secret? Uh n- Maybe. All right. Well, listen to me. You're going to hear of it right now. Okay. The secret is a book and you need to get it and you need to read it. And you can get the, the, um, the, the CD version where you can just listen to it, but whatever it is, you have to get it and you have to listen to it because that's how I live my life. And it never not works. It never fails. Okay, it's a self-actualization kind of thing. And people like look at me like, you know what? Everything I've ever wanted in life, I get. Everything. So you need to happen out, right away, but it all comes. You need to go out and get that book right after that show. Mm-hmm. I subscribe. Right I subscribe to Audible. I'll download it. Yeah. Yeah, you can get it from Audible. It'll be there. You yeah. can? Yeah, well, you can I'm listen sure. to it. And, and when you listen to it, the first time you'll be like, this is no way it's going to work. But you know what it does? Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, at this point, I'm I am trying so hard. I'm, I'm trying to think outside the box. I'm trying to 
do everything I possibly can to differentiate myself, uh, you know, from everybody else because the the what I've now chosen as my career, I'm up against 850,000 other people that uh, you know do the exact same thing. That a lot of it is just crap. Let's be honest. Um, more than that. Is it that more than that now? Yeah, it was uh, before the coronavirus. There were 750,000 podcasts, and now I think there's like 1.2 million. Jesus, I think or something yeah. like that. It went so way because everybody started a podcast during the coronavirus. Yeah, and, and a lot of people are just doing it as a hobby, or a lot of people are just putting out crap audio from their phone, don't have the proper equipment, you know, and so it's giving, you know, it's turning a lot of people off, as far as I can see too. So I'm trying to be that one where they can come to us and say, "Hey, all right, this guy is different," and that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm striving for every day. So, who's your favorite superhero? I'm a Spider-Man guy. I'm a I'm a Spider-Man guy too. Not not as my favorite. He was my favorite growing up. I like Iron Man a lot. I like I like I, well. See, I'm a DC and a Marvel guy. I like Aquaman. Aquaman was my favorite growing up. So I do yeah. both. What about so, what my, favorite, my favorite superhero is Jimmy Star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about like what's your favorite horror movie? Um. I'm not the biggest horror guy, but um, the original Halloween for me. Still. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. You know? Who was your biggest influence growing up? My biggest influence growing up? Mm -hmm. um, honestly, it was Walt Disney. Okay. Walt Disney's been like my my biggest influence in life all all around since I was you know since I since I first learned who he was. What's your favorite um, movie? Uh, Monsters Incorporated. No, I used to have like the talking Sully and the other one. I used to have that where they talk back and forth because I love that shit. Lion King was one of my favorites. And my favorite like one that's not – my favorite live action was um, Escape to Witch Mountain. I fucking love Escape uh, to Witch Mountain. That was a good one too. I actually have a uh, um, on my leg a Boo and Sully tattoo from Monsters Incorporated. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, yeah. that's it. It's on my leg, so it's kind of hard to show. <laughs> um, but no, the I have a funny story about that. Um, so when my 18-year-old daughter was first uh first born, um, me and her mom were not, you know, in the best situation. And about a year later, we broke up and she kept her from me. Um oh. so for like a whole year, I barely got to see her. And, um, the only time I got to really see her was when my mom would call up my ex and say, Hey, can I have her for the weekend or whatever the case might be? And, uh, then my mom would be like, Hey, I got, you know, Joey come, coming over. I'm like, okay, cool. So every time I would come over, you know, she would just miss the absolute shit out of me. And if you remember the end of that movie, um, you know, he would give her back and he was crying and, you know, she went to go miss him, whatever else. And then he comes back again at the end of the, the very end of the movie. And she just get her eyes just light up and yells kitty and runs to him. And that's kind of like that. That was that interaction that I was having with my daughter at the time. So I, it, it sucked to have to give her back, but it was awesome to be able to go see her every once in a while. And then, you know, everything worked out in the end. And, you know, my daughter ended up living me for 12 years. And, you know, before she just moved out, she just turned 18. Um, but, that so I got that uh, tattoo and remembrance of uh, our first couple years together that were really tough. How many tattoos do you have? I have a full sleeve. Um, I have one on my leg, and then I've got one on my chest. I love tattoos; they're the best. Yeah, I, my sleeve is all 
all all over the place. I got my Ohio State Buckeyes. I've got my gay pride tattoo. I've got um, everything. Yay. <laughs> yeah, my daughter um, – my daughter is actually a lesbian. Um, she came out last year and on her 18th birthday back in December, um, me, her and her stepmom all went and got the exact same gay pride tattoo. So I like to say that I'm probably one of the only men in the entire world that is straight with a gay pride tattoo. And I, I have to ask you what that, I think that's very cool though. That's a really cool, that's a really cool gesture. I yeah. I'm the biggest gay magazine on the planet, by the way. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have a house <laughs> in, in Cherry Grove, which is the, Gayest community on the planet. Tell your daughter to come. Fire Island. Fire Island is like a gay mecca. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, she lives in uh, Tampa now. <laughs> and I live yeah. in Palm Springs, and Palm Springs is like seventy percent gay. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, she lives in Tampa now, and it's cool. But like you know, it it like I said, I, I love my tattoo, and um, you know, I, I look at it every day, and it's it's love with the rainbow inside of it, and I just I. I am so proud to have that. You know, it was nice. Uh, so her and I talk about it all the time and she loves how the fact that I did that for her. I love the fact that you did that for her. I really do. I appreciate that. I do. It was something. I have a fairy with a rainbow on my back for all yeah. my friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, has a tattoo of the secret. I do. Oh, yeah? Of the book the you talked about. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a, even got Beauty and the Beast on my chest, um, and then like they got Boo and Sully on my leg. Um, the Beauty and the Beast is for me and my wife, um, but you know, I'm the Beauty; she's the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can say that because even though I'm live on YouTube right now, she's sitting upstairs and she ain't watching. <laughs> <laughs> She never watches the show. I'll go upstairs. Literally, I'll be down here for two hours. And she, I'll go upstairs. Oh, how was the show? Like, you didn't watch? No, I got busy doing this. <laughs> Thanks. Let's keep it slow anyway. Hi, wife. <laughs> Hi, wife. Um, watches it. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's, uh, you know, this is definitely, like I said, this is what I want to do. Um, and I, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to give up. And it, it's everything to me. You know, I... We'll go be, I'll be having a bad day. Like I said, my bipolar will be kicking my ass. And then I'll come down here, you know, do the quick graphic, you know, do the little uh, overlay for the names for the night and put my headphones on, start listening to some music, wait for my guests to come on. And during that 10 minute period, it's like all my problems go away. Um, and, you know, or this Saturday, finally, I have a, a comedy stand up show that I'm, I'm doing. I'm headlining. So that's going to be fun. Um, I haven't done that since February. Um, and it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to give it up. And it's like that fear is there right now. No, so. Well, turn the fear into a challenge. Yeah, that's right. I agree. Yep. Uh, I mean, I love challenges. I do. And I'm, and I'm going to beat this one. It just, uh, you know, it's a double challenge because number one, I've got to do it in real life. But then at the same time, um, who I like to call bipolar Bob, who chills in the back of my head, I got to beat him at the same time. So it's a double battle that I got to fight and it sucks, but I, I'm going to persevere. Absolutely. Absolutely. You will because you, you want to. 
I do. And, and I also think, uh, you know, I have, I have a great team of people on my, on my side with you two and with Holly and everybody else like that. I mean, I can't thank you guys enough. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I think good things are on the horizon. I just got to figure out what the hell they are. <laughs> No, we all are doing that, though. Everybody's always doing that. We're constantly doing that, constantly reinventing and figuring out what works good and what doesn't work good. And so that's going to be kind of like just a part of life, and you're always going to be doing that. Yeah. Biggest, and don't be afraid to try something because we try things all the time. And yeah. Oh, yeah. We're like next. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My, the next thing I'm trying, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm trying a few things with some sponsors right now. Um, and, but it's, it's tough on my end. Um, but as far as like the next thing I'm going to try is like, I said, I'm, I'm coming up with a game show concept that I think will garner some attention too, which should be kind of fun. Um, so I'm thinking about starting that up next week. I'm working on it right now. Um, so that should be fun. So now I'll have like three shows on the air every week. So I'm going to just be in everyone's faces all the time. So they, they can't ignore me forever. They're not going to ignore the way to do it. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. I like love it. Yep. So, I mean, it's just, yeah. So um, what do you guys have on your plate? What's going on um, next for you guys? I've got a show tomorrow, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell on W4CY Radio. And my celebrity guest is Eileen Shapiro. And we're going to be talking about her brand new book, Waiting for Adam. It'll be available worldwide on Thursday. It's Interviews and Obsessions. And uh, she's got it's a great book, and I'm in it too. And I actually wrote the foreword. So, everybody, the first thing you need to read is the foreword. And um, show them the picture of you. Uh, and then I have a whole bunch of uh, I'm producing 20 something different movies, and so uh, Irene and I are working on them. So, anybody who wants to invest in movies and make some money in movies, um, you need to like contact us. And uh, which picture? The one of you, me, and Ron. Okay, hold on. What's oh, back here? Here we go. And here's a picture of Ron and Eileen and I in the book. And we are at, where are we at? That was at Nights After Nam. Oh, okay. Nights After Nam. There you go. We had a good time at that. And then, um, let's see. Also, uh, you know, I'm a blogger and I have a website, jimmystarsworld.com. I'm number 50 of the top 100 entertainment sites in the world. So love it for people to go and check out what's going on there. And Eileen and I are launching our own like television network through the site. And uh, so in a couple of weeks, we'll have Jimmy Star's World Television and lots of great shows uh, on it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And what else do I have? What do you got, Eileen? Anyway, that's about it for me right now. Oh, I, I just wait. I just shot a. I just got killed in a movie called Clown Fear. So it'll be won't come out until next week. Clown Motel. Clown Motel 2. I got, got killed. But if you follow my Instagram, it's Dr. Jimmy Star. There's a picture of me with my throat. It's cool. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> now I know what that was. Okay, cool. <laughs> it was fun. And what else? Let's see. Jimmy is at... probably the smartest man on the planet, number one. <laughs> the funniest, number two, but he doesn't even really know it, but he is. And uh, anything that he has to offer, jump at it. Jump Absolutely. at it. The movies he's producing... Even you know what? I am the biggest fan of his clothing line, and he needs this to my shirt. To this Batman shirt. It's twenty years old, but this is one of my shirts. This Batman shirt. That's cool as hell. I was trying to figure out what that character was on there, but it's now Batman yeah, over it. That's awesome. 
when Jimmy <laughs> made, made clothes, I mean, there's like fuck all over it and fuck me, I'm famous and all, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I have hardly anything left, but uh, my stepdaughter brought these back because they said they didn't fit her. So this is like a beach wrap for ladies. Well, see, it's got all the days of the dead skulls, and it's just where you pull it over your bathing suit. And this is a tattoo print denim dress. And look how cool the tattoo print is. Oh, hang on. It's skulls with snakes and shit all over it. That's cool. <laughs> Isn't that cool? I used to be really successful as a clothing designer. He did clothes for, like, pink and, like, who else? Elton John? Elton John, Too Fast, Too Furious. I did the costume design. Every major horror movie star on the planet, um, all of them, Freddy Krueger, Pinhead, everybody. Um, who else? I don't know. We dressed Chris Carabo from Dashboard Confessional and George Clinton and Elton John. Lance Henriksen, he's my favorite. Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead. I'm looking at the pictures around the room, but all kinds of people. It's just fun. Everything Jimmy does, he succeeds. Every yeah. single thing. I stick my mind to it. I'm usually pretty okay at it. Doesn't mean I get rich off of it. and doesn't mean we come up with some ideas that are taking too long that we we decide to ditch because it's just taking too long to make any money. Because like everybody else on the planet, you know, I've got a mortgage and car payment. I have everything, you know, all those like things. And so, you know, we got to make money. But it's a lot of fun. And Eileen and I have a blast. And... And if anybody needs PR services, you can follow me. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Starr on Twitter. And Eileen is at Eileen Shapiro 3. Yeah. <laughs> Eileen Shapiro 3 on Twitter. It comes up automatically, so I don't remember. And uh, and you can go to jimmystarsworld.com and click on the World Star PR tab. Otherwise, you can get information on our company. Fantastic. Um, and we definitely need to chat off air. <laughs> um Guys, I really appreciate you guys being on tonight. I had so much fun. This was a this was a blast. Absolutely, a blast and a, a blast and a half. Um, we did too. <laughs> thank you very very much. I mean, um, I can't wait to see what you guys do next, and um, you know whatever else happens. You know, you know if nothing else happens between the, the three of us um, again, which I hope that's not true. You know, thank you very much for the last two weeks and thank you for tonight. I really do appreciate it. Well, we're going to be working with you forever because, like, our whole philosophy is if everybody works together and helps each other, everybody becomes successful. And the problem, in the, world, the problem in the world is that, you know, everybody just wants to take what they can get, but nobody ever wants to give anything back. But if you actually work together, everybody can be successful. Right. Yeah. Well, and then to be totally honest with you, I mean, that's actually one of my main goals. And, Again, this is going to, again, breaking that fourth wall, but I don't give a shit. I'm having a good time. You know, I'm, I appreciate everything that you two have done. I appreciate everything that Holly has done. Um, and Holly's been doing it for three months for me. And I, it's, it's time for me to give back. You know what I mean? And, and that's actually one of my main goals. Yeah, I want to take care of my family. But, you know, the people that have gone to bat for me over the last couple months that have believed in me, that haven't given up on me. It's, it's time for me to take care of them. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to do that. I think Good. it's true. Give us more dates. <laughs> <laughs> I am open. I am open. You have, I'm Monday through Friday, 8 to 9, 10 o'clock, whatever, however long it goes. Um, you know, it's it's open. I mean, and if Holly doesn't have anything for me and you guys don't have anything for me, I'm pretty much open. And I'm just going to kind of do what I got to do. But um, 
you know, I got the summer concert series coming up, which is going to be awesome. So um, let me put that up real quick so you guys can see this because this is just amazing. Um, where's that? So um, over the next two weeks, um, I've got um, country music star Kimberly Dawn coming on next week. Um, then right after them, an unsigned band from uh, Maryland, Kings of the Wild Things. And then an unsigned band out of Florida called Impulses. Then I've got a nationally signed rapper called Jay Sun. He's coming on August 4th. I'm and then I've, and I know him. Yep, he's coming on for me. Um, when he heard I was doing this, he actually reached out to me and said, "Hey, I want to be on," uh, which was cool because um, I had him on my show a couple weeks ago. And then I've got two more unsigned bands and Unchained and Words for Hand, both out of Virginia. Um, August nineteenth is Eben, Eben Nova. They're out of uh, uh, Maryland as well. Once Revealed is out of uh, uh, West Virginia. Um, Michael Waski is out of. Uh, uh, Maryland as well, and Pillbox and Foglings, those are both out of uh, Virginia. So I've got all them, and then I've got three more in the wings I'm just waiting on dates from. So, I mean, those are all going to be really cool. So the whole idea is to do them after the interview and use the interview you know, audience to help gain, give them some exposure because they're un unknown local acts, unsigned, and I'm just trying to give them as much exposure as I can. And even the band at the beginning of my uh, – um, my intro is a band out of uh, Maryland called Flying Jacob, and they were as they were so courteous to give me that song and let me use that song um, as my new intro because it just it speaks to me in a lot of different ways. And they're going to be on the show. I'm just waiting on. Uh, I'm doing a sound check with them tomorrow to make sure everything's good to go, and then we can go ahead and solidify a date for them. Um, but yeah, so this that's going to be really cool. And like I said, I'm going to be using the um, the celebrity guest, whoever that is, to help get the exposure for them because they deserve it. And they haven't been able to play for anybody over the last few months. They've been chilling at home, doing practice sessions. And now it's like, you know what? I want to I give back music to the people. So that's the whole idea behind that. Love it. I think it's fabulous. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really, really fun. And I can't wait for it. Um, so the next one, so we got Revolution coming on tomorrow. Um, so that should be a good one. Hopefully they put on a good, a good show. Um, and then the next one after that is Kimberly Dawn on the 28th. So we got yeah, Kramer yesterday and Hook Like Helen last week. Yes. They're both Hook, great. Hook Like Helen kicked it off uh, with five wonderful acoustic songs. They kicked ass. Um, and then last night, uh, Rocky did three songs for us fantastically. Um, so it, it's, it's been, it's been really, really good. The, the, uh, the feedback I've been getting from my people and my guests and I mean, from, my, from my audience has been really, really positive. They're so they're like, thanks so much. I can't go see a concert right now. So at least I can go somewhere, watch it somewhere. So cool. it's been, it's been really cool. I, I, so I look forward to seeing what happens more. We'll Perfect. Some and some That's right. Eileen, I'll hook it up. Eileen, I'll hook I'll it up. Up. I don't know who's been on your show already, but she, Eileen is like, Eileen has more celebrity friends than anybody on fucking planet Earth. <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing what happens with that because, again, you know, whatever happens next, I I know it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Absolutely. Well, guys, I thank you so much for um for being on the show tonight. Hang out for a few minutes, though. Um, I do appreciate you guys and guys again tomorrow, eight o'clock east, five p.m. west. Uh, right here live on YouTube. Revolution will be on, putting on another great show. And uh, we're just going to kick some ass the rest of this week. And then hopefully I'll have some uh, updates on what's going on next week uh, within the next couple of days. But until then, I appreciate y'all. Peace. <laughs>